Hey there, everyone. It's your co-host, Toby, here. Welcome to The Yellow Pill and welcome to our off-season bonus edition. If this is your first time listening ever, we have just wrapped up our sixth season and are now taking a break to prepare for our seventh. Even though we're on a break, we definitely cannot keep you all hanging. And so this episode is part of our off-season bonus episodes where we provide our opinions, comments and thoughts on trending issues at home and abroad, as well as sharing unorthodox but creative dialogues or monologues that we think you might enjoy. These off-season episodes tend to be shorter, raw, and unfiltered, so we hope you enjoy them. All right, that's it from me. Enjoy your listen. Hello, folks. Uh, me again, Wally here. Just to remind you that this episode contains lots of facts and information about COVID-19, vaccines, treatment, and so many other things relating to the pandemic. Now, we tried as much as possible our very best to make information and assumptions and make claims that were based on factual information which we have put most of the resources in the bio you can check them out at your will but it's also your responsibility as a human being a global citizen to do your own own personal research for your own ability to think critically just remind you that everything changes every day new information comes out every day and sometimes Depending on when you're listening to this, what you hear might be outdated. So please just keep that in mind. Thank you. Enjoy. Actually, no, let me kick us off. Because that that will probably like um, tone it down a bit. Because I know you've, I had, do it. you've done all your papers and shit again, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I know that person by Chris. <laughs> Why are you saying yeah? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Worry. I'm, I'm, oh, tar- I'm tired that's what, that what, that's what happens when I go right and I don't take a nap after I'm always very like yeah I know the cycle which, which yeah. is why I moved this thing to Sundays now recording. the recording of it <laughs> uh, what are you trying to say you figured me out ah uh, of course <laughs> alright so this COVID one I don't know how to start because uh, I don't know where to start from last time we said let me play the last one Said, I know we said, oh, after this topic, we are done. We code forever. I'm playing it now. To be fair, like maybe on this side, um, you don't have access to that because a lot of health data is not digitized yet. But it was more about COVID passports. That's that was so we focused the conversation on the two tier society, how the passports were created in the division based on Africa not getting vaccines. So this one is kind of, I think, will be centered around vaccine inequity, basically. Um and va- is it inequity or va- vaccine equity, vaccine inequality? Um, or what? Oh no, not? that's not my issue today. Uh, but that's kind of like my issue. We um, can talk about your issue as well, bro. But like, um, but so yours is vaccine in- inequity. Va- what does that mean? No, so so the fact that um obviously the West funded most of the research for all of it, and they've been hoarding vaccines. Uh, but the narrative of them focused on trying to get their population to hundred percent ignoring what's going on outside of their borders is actually ineffective because what's happening is that the virus will just keep mutating the places that's in. And as much as they try to ban travel, people will still globally go from place to place. And then the people... Oh, interesting. And, and so the people that are in your population that are fully vaccinated would not be able to resist the new strains. And so instead of you to then vaccinate the people that are unvaccinated and cause the mutations, you're going for booster shots. But that's only kicking the can down the road because fine, maybe you get four booster shots and you deal with Omicron. Another one comes up in the next two months or whatnot and is stronger than any... And 
at the end of the day, dance kind of like makes, becomes an economic thing where I guess the vaccine manufacturers don't give a shit because as long as they keep producing and getting paid for the doses they manufacture, like it's like we're going to get to the point where you, I don't think we're going to ever move from the point where people are not going to need COVID vaccines at this rate, right? And so, Sorry, go on. Yeah, I was like, I don't think we're ever going to get to a so point. Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't think we're going to get. Well, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where we would not need COVID vaccines at the rate at which we're going, right? So, so, so what you're saying is, at the rate at which we're going, yeah, we're all going to need COVID vaccines consistently for a long time, like every six months or something. Like how how the flu shots in the US is like every year you're supposed to get the flu shots. It's probably going to turn into that at this pace that we're. Going. I mean that that's definitely the the unsaid plan. Yeah, and pretty much. We, I don't know where this is a segue to go into some points to raise, but that's the plan. Mm-hmm. And wait, have you? Okay, I don't know. Should I ask you this on air? Um, I don't. Know we can take it out this, if it's okay, not. I'll just speak for myself. Yeah, I've had my two shots in it. Yeah, and. I had like what last year? No, sorry, this year rather. I said last year. This year, but <laughs> I think I told personally that when I had it, I didn't. I didn't get it because of fear. Yeah, I got it because of participation. How so? And me saying this doesn't mean that. Me saying this doesn't mean that. I got it because it felt like the thing to do, not because. Mm. I felt by myself that I needed protection. I'm, mm. I'm not saying I'm a hero. I'm not saying that, right? I'm also a human being. Body can break. I bleed blood. But I'm saying how I felt. The day I was, the day I was booking the test, sorry. When I was booking it, when I was yeah. walking, what was pushing me was not a... If you're sick, what pushes you to go to hospital is because you are, you, you, you're not feeling fine. If you take prostam or if it or you or if you put rub on your chest after running out in the cold, you're anticipating getting warm, right? So you're doing things as a reactionary measure to preventing something worse, mm. right? My point is, I didn't have that drive as an intervention to prevent something. It was more for social participation mm. because it felt like, oh well, the narrative was, I'm I'm doing it for society. I was told this. I was told yeah. this by people. Doing this for society, protecting others. Um, obviously, there was the thing of the passports that were coming into play. Yeah. And I, I thought about freedom of movement and etc. So, in that list of things pushing me, it was not a fear of my condition. Mm. And yeah, someone, might, someone can say, well, yeah, you're privileged because you don't have, um, you don't have what's the word? Any health conditions, mm. right? And that is a, probably a valid statement, right? If I had, I'm sh- I'm very sure if I had like asthma, or if I was obese, I'd be thinking differently. Absolutely, yeah. Right, that's very clear. That's very normal. We all have a. Once you know your your level of. Uh, closeness to a certain problem you if you're closer to it you feel more anxious than somebody who's away from it yeah so that's no more right that's not a new thing so and then that's why we spoke last time about this mandate thing where mm-hmm. i said 
that what actually then made me consider was I just did something that was not not because I wanted to do it, but because I felt I had to do it. And maybe to, maybe to somebody there is no difference between that. But some some people like us, like me, think about those differences because from an environment where it's supposed to be like what do you call it? Um, the places for the role model societies, in quotes. Right. If I was a Niger, like if police says stop, and, and police give you that slap, I know I'm in Niger, right? I know there's there's no the 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 protection from those kind of tyrannical forces are very very weak. Mm. No one, nobody's there to look after me. Police takes me for no reason. But in an, in a in quote, Western world where you know they they know what they're doing in quotes, right? I feel like oh I'm. What's the difference between this and being forced to do things back on that that I'm not supposed to do? All right. So anyway, I'm giving reason behind why we had this thing chat in the first place last mm-hmm. time. All right. And I think we this came up again for us when when they then had the Omicron Red uh, List. The Red List and everything else. Yeah. Red List. All right. And why that race bells for me was very, very simple. Because it least, this are, this are literally happened for me. Maybe for others it was different, but this literally happened for me. I went to bed one day. Everything was normal. I woke up the next morning, 8 a.m. My entire news feed was new, new variant Omicron. Mm. From South Africa, right? And I was like, ah. Like, you know when everything feels like organized? Yeah. Like, you know when it's called organized? Like, yeah. like, like, imagine Tower Sports. Everybody just lines up and says, and brings us there. Mm. Like, ah. Wagwan. And then next thing we hear that they're banning mm-hmm. countries. Okay, if this thing is so if this happened, if this thing happened so what, three, four days ago, whatever, what's mm-hmm. the data that makes you ban countries? Yeah. So that that became clear that they've then taken decision without any science behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. And when that happened, then they gave me the thought of, ah, Toby, I told you this is the lamp speaking about. Because the decision to just ban a country based on whatever reasons without any science mm. means that you have some level of assurance that you face no implications mm. and, you, and you get some support. Mm. Right. Now, God knows why the, the ban was revoked in just seven, eight, nine days. I don't know why. Because there's so many things that happen behind the scenes over there in those guys. Yeah. But it was revoked eventually. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So the thing about it is like, obviously when the bans happened and I don't think anybody was shocked per se. I think people were just like pissed off because, you know, the problem and, you know, I think a lot of the vas- vaccine like hesitancy we've also seen. I think a lot of it is some of some camps say that it's attributed to the fact that from the day like this whole, you know, Corona thing started, it was a conversation because it happened also very close to elections it was politicized very quickly. Like, this is one of the first times where we've had, like, something, like, a global health pandemic, like, politicized this way, in this manner. And I think it was because, and most people say it's because it happened in an election year. And so, you know, it's been mixed up. It's not not just a pure scientific conversation because even when they involved Anthony Fauci and everything in the US and everything, like, the guy was basically coming on news like he was campaigning for something because, you know, you know, the Democrats to call him to say something, 
the Republicans to call him say something. It was just a whole like back and forth. So that's how it started. And you know, people now start using the vaccine, the time it take vaccines to get ready. They were using it as fear tactics as well. You know, so a lot of the information I was going about is that, oh, we're going to be in this for the next 18 months. So, you know, I don't think before Corona, anybody thought about how long does it take to prepare a vaccine? You know, we all got all this information that all this knowledge that we have about is during this whole talk about Corona. And so everybody has the figure in their head, 18 months. Okay. And the next thing you know, in six months, they're like in record time, it's ready. And people are like, oh, but vaccine should take 18 months. Like you're an expert. And like you get, so people started like there's little bits of information that has been spread around. People started taking it as I'm now fully knowledgeable about this. And to be fair, to each his own, to each their own. But the problem is to each also not their own because this is a freaking global problem, right? And whatever you do affects someone else. It's almost like the whole, um, what do you call it? Greenhouse gases kind of thing, but it's more accelerated in the sense that, you know, what they call it, someone's action somewhere else, as you think you're insulated from it in some kind of way. Yeah. But in reality, all it takes is for something to kind of like hit you. And so with the whole red list thing, obviously I think, you know, political pressure to act, right? To act like you're in control for me was the initial thing, right? So we don't want to hear Shingbang, let's just quickly shut everything down. The, 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 the line was, we're buying ourselves time. But scientifically, if you identify at least one local case, community transmit, as long as it's not an imported case, like somebody landed in your airport and tested positive, if it's someone from within your community that tested positive for that variant, it means community spreading has already started taking place before that test even, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you understand? So that was the science, right? And that's what the WHO was pushing around. But, you know, everybody was saying, let's do politics. What surprised me is really Canada, right? Because they even went a step beyond, beyond just saying you're on a red list or anything. Canada were, is run. Okay, let me say anything. <laughs> Why? What's funny because you know in the whole when when it came to vaccine distribution and things like that, Canada was pitching itself as the good guy, like oh we're sending our vaccines to Africa, da 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 da. da. They were the ones that were really like you know sending a bulk of what they had or allegedly selling the bulk of what they had to Africa and things like that. Um, and then you're saying um, we're not going to accept tests for like, and I get it, I get I get some part of it. Like yes, there's like people carrying around fake vaccination cards and stuff, but you forget like. It's like, that's just part of the story. The US, when you're testing yourself to land, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but you're giving the kids to test yourself, basically, right? Whereas in Africa, like, they're, they're testing you, like, they're the ones taking the swabs and doing everything. But in US, you have to take the swab yourself, put it in a thing, and then pass it to them to test, right? And so people either don't swab well or do whatever. So there's all of this, but you don't... Because what they said, the line they said was, we're not going to allow you to enter... Um, Canada with a negative COVID test or anything from an African from South Africa, right? So you have to land in a third party country um, and then do that. So a lot of people that were coming from South Africa had to stop in Ethiopia first before flying to Canada because Canada wasn't accepting negative COVID test results from South Africa, right? And I'm like, WTF? But anyways, but you see, this is yeah. this is the problem. It feels like all a game now. <laughs> Anything I say here that requires a fact check, and I, and I, and I don't give you a fact check, please call me out on it. Right? <laughs> and for everybody listening, like, as, we, as we always say at the beginning of these episodes, things change every day, so do your own fact check, right? But let me do continue. Your research. Yeah. This is why I feel like a game. Hmm. Because, first of all, when governments have all this kind of power, they don't give it back, right? Yeah. They don't give it back. Canada held election this year, sorry, this year, an unannounced election. Right. Mm. 
And Justin Trudeau held election two years ahead of time. Ahead of time. Mm. Right. Which is very weird because why would you risk, here, now here it is, why would you risk living two years before mm. when, when you have two years left to run again? Mm. Right. And my own understanding of, of that, again, I watched the, I watched their, I don't know if I was watching it, but anyway, I consumed a lot of things that are random. But I mm. watched their, uh, what do you call their panel debates? Yeah. And there were about five of them, right? Five of them. And panel debates, they already had questions that were set that we're going to ask them. So first mm. of all, you've already confined the issues to certain they issues. You want to talk about, yeah. They don't talk about, right. And amongst them was COVID and climate change, mm. right? Which, which pretty much took up almost all the time. So, so you haven't spoken about economy or anything like that, mm. right? Again, I'm not Canadian, so economy, I should not be mm-hmm. about that. But, but as someone who's just working in a presidential, no, a electoral election, yeah. that should be something that should come up, right? Mm. But anyway, what's my point? My point is, it was obvious, to, maybe not obvious, but it seemed as if this whole COVID thing, right, for them, from that of election anyway, the fallback that we're going to get from it economically mm. would only arise in like two years' time mm. or one year time. Mm. And mm. at that point, right, if the economy is bad and you are sitting president. Yeah, your, your chances are, minister, are, yeah. Chances are low. Yeah, yeah. Right. But you pull the election early for a different reason, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, I began to read, read much about the guy, right? Mm. The prime minister. And again, it fits my narrative of as a good looking person, you, you have a good chance of winning um, positions because we, we don't vote by, we don't vote, even me included, we don't really vote by you know plan strategy. Yeah. We vote by by our short-circuited primal brains that exactly. are defunct. Uh, I was going to jump in quickly here to talk about, um, this, so this book I'm reading, I think it's Thinking Fast and Slow, and it talks about system... Oh, brilliant book. Yeah, system... Daniel Kahneman. Yeah, yeah. System 1 yeah, and System um, 2 um, thinking. Um, he won he won Nobel Prize for economics, even though he's a... A psychologist. psychologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we're talking about how, like, our System 1 brain is, like, the one by default and, you know, works on heuristics of experience. System 2 is the one that slows down to really think about things. A lot of times when we think we're making a decision with systems too like irrational thoughts you're actually yeah. just basing your facts on system one which is by instinct yeah. which is usually sometimes mostly wrong or just very and, th- and that links to the book that I told you to read yeah, um, told, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. same but, but I mean Kahneman's book is way way um, more top notch yeah yeah exactly but yeah j- j- just to um, I'm just trying to confirm your point about how when people go to elections to vote like you think you're like Elections are actually a very easy target because we know nobody really sits down and considers shit. Like it's all about preferences and biases. If we're being very honest, right? So um, that I just wanted to like, dub, like not fact checked, but like just yeah. yeah. But you were saying anyway. So that begins giving like vibes, vibes. And again, <laughs> it's weird because I'm not. I'm not. My, my own president in Nigeria is not obviously the best. It doesn't give so, you enough. Yeah, it doesn't give you enough vibes. Like so, so, like so I can't really, really exactly. Do you know? know the, you know the thing about it is that like in Nigeria the problem is like pretty clear like it's, it's pretty clear what's going on like it's, things are shit but yeah, like, yeah, in, yeah. in other places there's a lot of debate about oh is this a good thing or a bad thing per se so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly so so going back to the point now I think we got to think that okay like what is all this about right what is all this about what is this entire move about who's gaining 
who is losing why was this narrative all about right mm. and i think i i began to read I, I, i told you that i have a lot to talk about during this covid yeah. right and i began to read and listen to podcasts about this thing and everything and i said anything i read that sounds bizarre i would look it up and thankfully i mean in a situation where i have access to scientific papers, papers. yeah Easily. Right, so so <laughs> it helps, right? Yeah. And last time we mm. spoke, right, one of the arguments that we had about COVID was that I said I don't get it if I'm vaccinated and I can still spread COVID. So so how am I protecting anybody else? And the argument you made back to me was two: mm. was that a if you're vaccinated, the spread reduces. Mm. Right, so the chance of you spreading reduces. Yeah, but B, you are. I think. I, I think there's some some relating to a variant. Yeah, variant and hospitalizations, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, no the, the hospital one was quite was co- clear. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it was variant one basically. Like the the more unvaccinated people they are, um, you know, the more it mutates basically. Um, and it, again, it could be right. a weak, it could be a weaker mutation, or it could be a stronger one, or it could be something entirely different basically yeah right okay so that was about four months ago three months ago right yeah yeah three anyway four. so it turns out it turns out to me from what i've read that vaccines don't protect others only you right mm. now there's a paper and i'm, I'm going to cite everything that i say today and give everybody for so they, they can read it themselves <laughs> all right the paper by a lady, I'm guessing the lady because of the name Anika, mm-hmm. right? Anika Singana Yagam, mm. right? And obviously other colleagues, right? And they found that, give me one second. Now, I might take some breaks just to find the points in the paper. Mm. So bear with me on those breaks. Right. Now, they found now, and I'll say, I'll read verbatim. Vaccination reduces the risk of Delta variant infection and accelerates viral clearance. Right. Mm. Nonetheless, fully vaccinated individuals with breakthrough infections have peak viral load similar to those who are unvaccinated mm. and can efficiently transmit infection in household settings, including to others who are vaccinated. Mm. Right. And if one is statistics, right, it's pretty much saying that about 39% of 31 infections which they found right arose from those who were fully vaccinated mm. right so that almost that narrative of Help and again and again that's that's considering the fact that efficacy then drops over time mm. but then but then the narrative of protects only protects others right which was the reason why which was one of the the philosophical good arguments to take mm. in the first for me mm. it doesn't seem to hold and obviously even, even without me showing this paper we already know they've already said this anyway announced it already yeah yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, so what i'll say here is that obviously like um that that part of it um obviously doesn't hold anymore uh but i guess one part that we're living through right now is the mutating part of it, which is still attributed to a lot of people being unvaccinated, right? So, but guess what? Do okay. you then know that the Omicron arose from those who were unvaccinated? Mm-hmm. Sorry, 
those who were vaccinated, rather. How is that confirmed? All right. Good, good, good. I like how you talk with me on that. Now, let me, let, let me, let me find... Let me see if I can find it. If I can't find it, let's just forget about it. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. But also, the way, of, the way it can transmit, right? That's, it's transmitted at a lower rate than Delta, right? So Delta is about, mm. from what I read, about 70-something percent. This is about 20-something percent yeah. in terms of um, trans- transmissibility. Speaking of... Right? So, but again, early days... Yeah, exactly. I was right. gonna, I was gonna say. But that. also, I think early days. But but also, I think somebody said one time. I'm, 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 this might be absolutely wrong, right? Yeah. But check me. But someone said one time, and I heard in passing like three months ago that more mutations often mean weaker um, weakness over time. Have you heard that too? Yeah, and you know, so far the data sort of like it's weird. It's weird because there's there's also the thing of long COVID, meaning like you recover from COVID itself, but you still suffer long-term effects of it being in you in the first place. Now, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it's also that. But speaking of Omicron, I'm looking at data coming out of South Africa, and I'm looking at an official report here by um, John Hopkins University. Um, so comparing, they, they, they were comparing the Wuhan type to the Alpha type, to the Delta, and to the Omicron type. Now, New cases for Omicron is the highest, like in the same space of time. So new cases per 1 million for Omicron is over 300 million, where Delta was also a bit over 300, but Omicron is more. But then the second one is new deaths per 1 million. Um, Delta was at 6 deaths per 1 million, right? I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know what the ratio is, but anyways, on the graph, um, and that's what it's saying. That's what it's saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Exactly. On the graph, there's this uh, six is where Delta is, and Omicron is hovering just above zero in terms of deaths per one million, right? So, right. Um, and that's so far. And this was this was yesterday. Um, yesterday being the seventeenth of December. Seventeenth of December. Yeah. Right. Um. So do you know what? So some so my thing about all of these things is like, it's not so much about what we don't know. Right. Like, I know there's a lot that we don't know, and that's going to be changing every day. But based on what we know already, how is that informing policy and the decisions individuals are making? It is not. Yeah. That's the thing. Exactly. Bro, you, made, you, you made a very good point. It is not. You know why it also is not? Yeah. You made a very good point. Now, how is what we know informing policy? Mm. It is not informing it mm. because it, is, it seems to me like it is selective. Mm. Right. Mm. And the fact that this, this conversation itself can be seen as controversial is, a, is one problem, number one. Yeah. But yeah. number two, the fact that there's absolutely nothing wrong in putting out something and saying, guys, this is what a we treat- know for now. Not, yeah. Not even a treatment because vaccine is not a treatment. This, mm. this is an intervention. Mm. It, is, it has these pros, but also there might be these cons. Transparent cons on mm. both sides. But bro, we haven't gotten that. Mm. And mm. Let me give you a statistic as well. So, so far, so good, right? So, if you go to, there's, there's a site called, um, what's it called again? It's called V-A-E-R-S. And V-A-E-R-S stands for, just let me fact check that, sorry. I think I heard it's a, about It's this. an American um, vaccine re- reporting system. Yeah. yeah. So, vaccine adverse event reporting system, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Now, VARS, where are you, baby? I just opened you. <laughs> All right. So, I didn't know this, but apparently, right, again, this is a V-A-E-R-S. And if anyone wants to find it, it is, uh, just go to V-A-E-R-S website. They report vaccine um, adverse Advers situations effects. and whatever. Yeah, both U.S. data and foreign data, right? Mm. Now, as of, what's the date? This was December 1, 2021. Mm. All right. And it was vaccine summary for COVID vaccines through 11 19, 2021. So that's 19th mm. of November. All right. The deaths that we've had from COVID vaccines mm. from 2020 December to present, guess the amount 19,249. Mm. All right. COVID related, like vaccine related or no. from yes, the vaccine caused deaths. Okay, vaccine caused. Okay. Yeah, so that, this website just re- reports reactions from vaccines. So everything I'm reading now is, is written yeah. to vaccine reaction, right? Yeah. Now, COVID-19 vaccines, 2020 December to date, I mean, to date being um, 11th to 19th of November was 19,000 yeah. plus deaths, right? Now, all of that, mm-hmm. all of that vaccines from, 19, from 1920, sorry, 1990 to present, Number of mm. deaths have been 9,000. <laughs> right? Other vaccines. Now, number of people that have been hospitali- hospitalized from COVID vaccines, 97,000. Yeah. All, all, all other vaccines, 81,000. Those who have been permanently disabled from COVID vaccines, 30,000 plus. Specifically, 30,967. All of that vaccine, 20,387. 20, yeah. Now, I'm not saying this to say vaccines are wrong. No, yeah, they because, work. They clearly work. Yeah. C- they clearly work. The, the, right? the other they question, clearly, clearly so work. the other question, I don't know if this data t- t- shows it, but um, out of how many, basically? Because I feel like this is one of the few times where we've oh, had yeah. like a so global... Good point. Yeah. Good point. So, so, of course, so just like those who die, it's going to be a very tiny number, right? So, again, this is probably like 1% vibes. Right again, it doesn't mm. say the number of in comparison to. Wait, let me see. Does it say? Yeah, I think it's. I think it says it, but I have to go. It's like a long column, so I have to. Yeah, and the reason I and the reason I brought up this point is because if we're comparing, like, because obviously when you say ninety some nineteen thousand compared to eight thousand from all of the yeah. vaccines up until this point, you know, I think this is the this is one of the few times where everybody in the world is taking it. So it's like you know nineteen out nineteen thousand out of how many eight thousand yep. out of how many, yep. and if it's the same one percent, that's a good then, point. You know, yeah, that's a good point. But also yeah. know that there's a number of vaccines that that every almost everyone has, every, almost everyone has taken as as kids. At some point. Yes. Right. Remember, it was well, in, yeah. in all other vaccines. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and bear in mind, the time span as well matters. Time span for this one is, this was just one year. Yeah. Other vaccines is since 1990. Yeah. Right. But again, ignore what I've said. It is a small number. Yeah. It is a very tiny number. Yeah. But it is underreported. It's like separation of information. Um, again, I'm all for, give me all the facts. So right? you, you know, like I, I don't want to be the devil's advocate here, and I, I, I no, I please, no, yeah, please yeah, be no, because be, because yeah. you, no, actually you have to be <laughs> because you need to also make me think yeah, in this process, yeah. but also for everyone listening to also see the other side, have no have let others have a body mm. who don't agree with yeah. 
one, one side of yeah, the story. Yeah. So, so the thing I was going to say is that, like, in an ideal world, like, you should present everybody with the facts. Um, but I think how some people might be looking at it is that, you know, some people, regardless if you present them with the facts, they're not able to reach. I mean, it's weird to say they're not able to reach the right conclusions because everybody can reach their own conclusions. But the problem is that, like, if scientifically, the conclusion that should be reached is everybody should be vaccinated, you know, to avoid long-term, you know, deaths and that. Wait, wait, let me finish. Like, like yeah. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah exactly. Because, yeah. you know, because if individually you're saying for yourself, like, based on all that you've gathered, I don't, I don't want to take the vaccine or whatnot or I'm, I'm worried about this or I, I don't, like, I've done my research and blah, 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 blah. I guess the the issue is your decision that you then make doesn't affect just you. This is one of the cases where it somehow doesn't affect just you, right? Which would now come to the thing of can a government then say because you've not done this? Because Klopp said, um, Klopp, the Liverpool coach, they asked him a question about January signings, and it's like if if a player hasn't been vaccinated, he's afraid that they cannot consider the per- they can't try to sign the person because it puts everybody else on his team at risk. Like, it's just adding on essay. Like, he's not forcing anybody on his team to currently take the vaccine, but they're not going to introduce any more variables, right? And that's slightly controversial. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to comment yeah. on that club for a <laughs> because I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what that means. But continue. No, no, but basically, like, it's the thing about... So, they tried, they've been asking coaches about if the Premier League should mandate all of the players... Yeah, yeah, I think I think they are, they asked Klopp once, and the complaint for them asking him that yes. question because he said he's just a coach. Yes, 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 and like he's yeah, like, so I'm, he, I'm surprised he said that. that. No, he, he's just saying that. Well, I guess in the last couple of days, he's been more vocal about it, and they asked Arteta as well, and he's like, as much as it might be a good thing, it's still a personal decision for everybody to decide whether to take the vaccine or not. What do and do you know why? Yeah. Because most sports people who are reacting badly, soccer is one of the highest. In terms of to the vaccine, yeah, mm. yeah, you know, some people. I don't have. Yeah. So for everyone listening, that is an that's anecdotal. I don't have evidence yeah. for that. I heard yeah. that. Yeah. So please yeah. check that. You know what? Because we don't want these things to like our offices are not supposed to be like one hour long episodes. And we, we are you sure? Not not. Let, let, let's go. Okay. Let's let's just talk about this. We're already here. Okay. This is the last time we're going to do this. Uh, that's what we said the last After time. <laughs> No, no, no. Seriously, after this, I'm done. Well, I'm, I don't think I'll be done. But basically, okay. So we've talked about a range of things, right? Um, which is p- how like policy and everything is changing or not changing or following the science and maybe mostly not following the science and things like that. Um, well, one thing I want, to, I want to talk about is the apparent or the seeming push to make this an African problem, right? But before you do, there was a point you mentioned, yeah. sorry, we'll come back to that, but before you do, there was a point you mentioned before about scientifically. Yeah, if if science. if it's better, like if, like presenting people with the facts, um, them choosing based on the facts to not take the vaccine or to not do something. But if scientifically the trend is that it's actually worse if everybody makes that decision, can you then force people or make people then do the thing you think is the best decision that would stop more trouble later on. That's what I was trying to say. But have you ever wondered why, like, so I remember talking to Falake last year, mm. um, around June. So June was the point. So I, 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 as I tell all my friends, I said, my COVID situation went, 
March, I was freaking out, like, oh my God, this is the plague. Mm. I said, everybody I know that, everybody knows my story. I had a sneeze in the middle of my flat. Every time I sneeze, I, I check just to know that, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I was paranoid. Mm. But at some point, you realize again, when you grow up in a, so upbringing matters a lot, right? Everybody has a certain level of risk taking ability, mm. right? Your level of risk and mind is different, mm. both physically. I've gotten the ring to box. So clearly, I can take some risks, mm. right? Again, somebody can be much more, more risky than me without going to boxing. We all have a level of risk yeah. taken, right? Anyway, when I spoke to her last year in the summer, right? And I was kind of like, I was, so like this was after I had gone through my anxiety and paranoia mm. about what seemed to be a pandemic, particularly health-wise, right? Because you can't, every, everybody, everybody around me knows that once Wale is sick, I get very dramatic. Mm. I, if I'm, I have ordinary flu, I'm acting like if I'm, I'm dead, mm. right? And then we're talking, and then, and then I said that how are we sure that lockdown is the best strategy? This was in June. And this was at the point where I had already begun to read more about COVID, who's vulnerable, you know, what makes you vulnerable, how do you get it? So, began, so at, at that point, as I began to read, I began to get more comfortable. So mm-hmm. like, you know where you position. Yeah. And then she said some around the lines of, well, you know, if you're, in, if you're asymptomatic, you can still spread it. Mm. Right? So that way, even if you have no health conditions or you're asymptomatic, I mean, or rather, or you, or you have no symptoms, yeah. you can still spread yeah. it. Like, oh, you know what? That's actually a good point because then you, do, you don't know who has mm. it. Right? And then there were all these like, figures we saw on Instagram, all these spread rich, chats yeah. of, of how, yeah. how spread can yeah. work, these nice cartoons. Yeah. And they were all amazing because they made us understand things in a very simple yeah. way. But there was a point in 2020, in December, that we got to, I think it was December, because the paper I read was December 2020, that like, asymptomatic spreading is like almost, almost, I won't say it's, it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, sorry for the delay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to be careful with my words because I know this is very, very... Um, okay, let me say it this way. So, remember when Sweden decided not to do anything? Did it? Right. Yeah, you know, and Sweden was in the news for being the bad boy of the world who was not doing a lockdown. Okay. That only said, I didn't hear about this last year. Like, Sweden mm. was like, only if you're sick, you stay at home. But yeah. we still leave our pubs and everything. Oh, yeah, I think I, I think I remember, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, they're trying to go for herd immunity, I think. Yeah, yeah. At that point, right? And, then, and, and, and I never was like, like, ah, how can I, you can't do this, right? Mm. And it turned out that they were right. Because mm. you can't spread, the risk of spreading asymptomatically is very, 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 very low. Mm. Right? And a paper by somebody called Zachary Madwell showed this. Now, this was in, let me go for the year and, and date, published in JAMA Journal. Yeah, 2020, as I said, December 2020. God bless you. Right. And they studied, so it was a meta-analysis, which is like you, you analyze plenty papers that have looked at a phenomenon mm. and you try and use the variables of their findings. So the findings use the variables and try and make your own statistical analysis of them. Okay. Right? So, they found that apparently 
again I, I need an, i need one second to find it again mm-hmm. yes found it the asymptomatic cases have a limited role in household transmission mm. right and bro this was this was 2020 december yeah so this is what 12 months ago yeah right and yeah. my point there is like we've made policies on this assumption Mm. Right, and again, this paper is not just one of a kind because I said they looked at it's a, a summary of many multiples, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And we've made many policies on these assumptions. So I'm wondering why are things not following what should be followed if when it, when a position where science should lead us out of the way, and by science I don't mean the guys who show up on TV all mm. the time, but, but the I mean data and everything, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and that's, I think we already answered this thing early on in the sense that because it's been a politicized conversation from day one, you know, science is only used as a tool to further any one party's narrative versus let let this center us and center the decisions we're making. But one thing I don't, that we've not really talked about on this before we move on from sort of like this whole policy and all of yeah. these things is is the healthcare worker side of the conversation and what's happening on that front. Like we're not mm. doctors. We have not treated any patients. We don't see what's happening on the front lines, as they say. Um, and there's all that narrative and the reality, I wouldn't even call it a narrative that's happening on that front as well, where people are actually dealing with and seeing all of these things. Wait, but even, so, so yeah. when you say that, what are you referring to about um, healthcare workers in this context? Just that I'm, I'm, I'm following you. I mean them being over. I mean them being overwhelmed, and the fact the fact remains that as healthcare workers, things are not the same. Like obviously they are not the same for anybody, but things yeah. have things seem and look and appear considerably worse. And the common denominator really is the spread of this coronavirus, right? Good point. Because yeah. I, I I I spoke to Wu as well, who's obviously yeah. a doctor, and yeah. I, and I always ask her about how life how is and, yeah. and, and, and I hear about these things, right? Yeah. And one thing you've noticed, right, you know, Trump was in trouble one time when he mentioned... Um, bleach. No, not bleach. Cost. Uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, and, chloroquine, yeah. Yeah, and I think his point was... Well, first of all, turns out he, he had a point. Yeah. Right? But him being him, he just none was, was how to what say was it. Yeah. What we was saying, right? but also made it political for himself. Anyway, did you ever ask yourself, you know, the reason why healthcare workers are mostly stressed because of overload, mm. right? And some of them are, are working in systems that are already not even properly good. Yeah. Right. You can debate public versus private healthcare. Yeah. That, that's not what I doing. But some of them are working in better or worse or strained systems. Yeah. Right. So it was hard for them. Mm. incredibly hard you know I can't imagine wearing a face mask 12 hours a day mm. walking up and down and even doctors themselves or healthcare workers are also they're not they, they don't like taking risk as well so even working mm. that environment of risk is already mm. a, a lot on their on their head mm. Mm. right but did you ever wonder why there was no encouragement of like treatment like Treatment before you come to the hospital. Because one of the arguments that we made for lockdown particularly was our hospitals are under pressure. We saw the um, 
coffins. We saw all this stuff. Mm. People were coming to hospitals. Too many people. And it, no, no healthcare in the world can handle all of that. If everybody, yeah. the, the healthcare spend, requires yeah. almost, 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 almost everybody to be healthy, to be fine. Yeah, so fine, you yeah. can't have everybody. <laughs> so, so, and so that's normal. Yeah. You don't want to blame for that. And yeah. of course, those who are working there are fantastic people doing jobs that we need them for. Yeah. But how come there was never like a big push? And by big push, I'm referring to those at the top or whatever um, structure this is. Yeah. There was never a push for like treatment. I'd, I guess that could also be, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's also the, the novelty of everything, of it all. Right. And I guess everybody wants to, to cover their asses in a way. Bro, it was right. politics. Yeah, it was that, politics. You know why? Because everything from the get go, all the roads were leading to this vaccine va- vaccine thing. Because there was evidence from different countries that that drug his guy mentioned works. Mm. Um, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Right. And the drug apparently was, or it's, I think it's one of the drugs that that has been approved for, for ages, something. for ages, mm. like for time. So like it's a drug that you can get at pharmacy. Mm. Right, it's a drug that is also cheap to make. I, I'm cheap compared to a novel, yeah. a novel so, thing like. So, do you know what? Le- I don't want us to wait to, to before before I continue. Just let me give the fact check for that because yeah. I, I, sa- I said I said the drug works. Yeah. So how do I know that? Well, I read a paper by Andrew Hip, not Hip, Andrew Ip, IP mm. only, and it's hydroxychloroquine and tisotilu. T- medicines medical people try man <laughs> tocilizumab therapy in COVID-19 patients right mm. and okay yeah, yeah, yeah sorry wrong paper I was, I was quoting so, so okay. people, people want to quote actually that was the wrong one um, the one I want to quote is called pathophysiological basis and rationale for early outpatient treatment so okay. outpatient means like if you're a patient but at home you're not at home yeah, yeah right and it's written by Peter McCulloch and many other authors, right? Mm. And this is an American Journal of Medicine. Yes, yeah, so it says in the paper under the sections of antiviral therapy, if you're going to look at it, it just says, um, this part that stairs confirms it says, a minimal dose, sufficient dose of HCQ, right, mm. interferes with early immune response to the virus, mm. right? So they listed a number of different um, drugs, and often they are used like, and what people are saying, you use them in combination, mm. right? So anyway, I'm giving the evidence there. The paper is there if you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, pathologi- yeah. Pathophysiological basis and rationale for the outpatient treatment of SARS-CoV-2, right? Yeah. So that's there. Yeah. Yeah. But my point is like, this was like 2020. What's the date of this one? 2020 again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and if, if we want to prevent people from... Because the it reason why tr- yeah. people were dying is not always because of the disease or the comorbidity factor, because they don't get enough attention. Yeah. Because if, if, if you stress the healthcare system, you can't attend to everybody as yeah. you would like to. Right. So we can assume that some people just don't get enough attention. And if you prevent them from coming to the hospital, surely you're preventing them from facing closer to death. Yeah. So I just ask myself, like, why wasn't. Why weren't drugs? Maybe not, maybe not this drug. I don't know. But why weren't? Why wasn't there an emphasis well, on on be treatment fair, at home yeah. before, as where possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll say two things here. 
Um, and to be fair, the answer is politics, right? I don't think we need to beat around the bush too much, right? Um, also because, like, if you know now, Pfizer's put out a a pill, like they're 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 in extended yeah. trials for a pill. Yeah, 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 a pill to they're in extended trials. Wow. I don't know if I don't know if they're testing it like widely, but I think they're in extended. I read somewhere, and you can fact check, but I think there's talks about the pill and how they they've seen positive signs in whatever. Like you know how they always talk about all wow. these things. Yeah. So, 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 <laughs> so, so the thing about it is that, like, I, I think we can always draw a lot of lines back to um, politics and it's driving a lot of these things, which for, for a large part of things is sad. Uh, but, you know, we're not just not to really be conspiracy theorists or whatnot in this case. Let no, us we're, we're not. We're just yeah, really, yeah, we're literally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anybody thinks this is conspiracy, then I think you don't know what the word means. Sorry to be rude, <laughs> but. What we've just done, literally, mm. is read out things. You've read stuff. I've read stuff that you can easily access. Yeah. If you, if you open a, a paper that I've read, even if you can't open the paper, you can read the abstracts. Yeah. Right, whatever you're in the world. Mm. The abstract will tell you the findings there. So yeah. you can still get a sense of it in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's not... Yeah. It's not and a, a lot of these thoughts are from us doing our own research <laughs> and then and questioning what we already know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I think that that, is, that disclaimer there is good. Hopefully, people listen up to this point. But obviously, we'll, st- we'll state it at the beginning as well, what the point is. But honestly, I actually don't really care what anybody comes away, per se, again, because this is off-season number one. But it's also us really just trying to, you know, have a conversation about this. So, to, to maybe wrap up a bit. So, the thing I was saying about how it's, it's like there's a push to make this an African thing, right? Um, and, you know... Even this thing you said about why they didn't push us in things as, you know, possible remedies and stuff like that. One question I was going to ask is, so like the whole like WHO and things, like are they not meant to be the non-political body and all of this that can come out and really put out facts? But obviously we know there's still a lot of politics involved. Yeah. And why I'll say that is because, I think, I, you know. I, I think the head of WHO has a lot of history as well. Yeah. So yeah, if you look at it, guy. you know, we're calling... It's funny, when the virus came, you know, Wuhan virus, Wuhan virus, there's a lot of pressure from China to not make it that. And, you know, they called it alpha or some else. But the, the real change came with the Indian one that was, well, the Delta variant, let me not call it the Indian one, but the, the variant that was, you know, making its way through, you know, the, the Indian part of the world. And, you know, they started to call, they started to use Greek names to, to name them. So we did Delta. Now, oh, you know, I didn't notice that actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I noticed that pattern of, but yeah. Good. So, so they decided to change it. They decided to change to use the, the Greek alphabet because they didn't want to name it by places, you know, just to avoid all of those things. Um, and then with this South African one, or the one that was sequenced in South Africa first, not that, you know, that's where South African scientists there. <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes yeah, like, yeah. you can find something, but like, it's not me that will say this thing first. First, yeah, that's Come on, right. me. <laughs> Let somebody else say. Let somebody else. Exactly. So, you know, they called it the the Omicron, but they skipped a Greek alphabet. G, like XI, I think. And I read that they didn't want to call Ah, it that because it would sound too much. Yeah, exactly. It would sound too much. Well, that's smart, though. Yeah. But again, you can see how even in typical, let's name what we're naming in the correct procedure, you still have to factor in politics and all politics so yeah. but also you have to factor in the fact that it began okay, i don't know what i no 
It did. It's it did. proven. Let's let yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, let's 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 not because that's what China is trying to do now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to like say the date, but yeah, it began. It began. It began in, in yeah, China. So, yeah. uh, and people are saying if 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 they were very upfront about it early on, we wouldn't be where we are today. In the they sense can't, that they can't know if that. they were very upfront about, well, the thing about that's it is a blame that, game. You can't so know that. Maybe the question is a blame. Yeah, it's a blame game. But for but like so, it's a blame game. But right, China has managed to shift a lot of it away from them, and now they're trying to. They, all the policies we saw in the last like two or three weeks it's really trying to sort of like paint it as an African problem and really center it and do all of these things there you know there's been articles that that have come out of oh they've actually sent vaccines to Africa but they're expiring but if you look underneath the hood there's stories that they were sending vaccines that had very close expiry dates like ones that they knew they couldn't quickly distribute where they were they shipped them off and you know maybe with one month left where you know, obviously, if you can't ship it in one month, is it, let's be real, is it this part of the world where they mm. will not ship that as quickly? So, a lot, so because um, Nigeria destroyed 1 million vaccines that had expired, but that was only the headline that we're wasting vaccines. But when you look into the article beneath the headline, you find out that, you know, when they got here, they were about mm, one mm, month mm, before mm, they expired. Mm. So, there's all of this like randomness and weirdness going on. And, you know, it will, like, I um if I'm if I was a betting man, I'll bet that it would like because it's a biological thing, right? And it's it's not something like it's as much as you want to play politics with it, biology is still biology, right? And I don't know because you know at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody what are you was going like, to bet on? No, "Wait, let me let me let me just say okay, this sorry, part for you." Yeah, I thought you forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. So like you know at the beginning of the pandemic, the narrative was like, "Oh my god." They're going to drop like flies in Africa. Poor healthcare systems. If in Italy, yes. yeah, I, I was I was worried as well about that. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. Everybody was genuinely worried, right? And you know, Italy, you know, people with healthcare systems are dropping like da 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 da. But Africa, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. understand? And and basically, like f- like based on history and everything. But you know, we're here now. But now there's a new push. Like now, it's not just okay. Africa has done well and survived for whatever. There were even news outlets that were almost angry. Yeah, that's about, that's about, exactly about, about it. The CNN, the, <laughs> the economists, were yeah. putting out news like, why is why is Africa not yeah. having high rates? So, something like that. At some point, yeah. like, or what? Yeah. Or what? You know, they were questioning whether we were, were underreporting um, numbers. Deaths, yeah. Numbers. Yeah, like you can hide dead bodies in a hospital. Like, anyways, but you know what? Um, it, the betting thing I was saying was that um, if they continue to politicize it, um. I will reach a point. We will reach a point where, you know, you, like, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that it will catch up with them, basically, as we're how? seeing. Catch up with who and how? Um, I don't think so. I, that, I think that's where me and you differ. I don't think so. I don't bro, think any government would. I think it's all of us, all, me and people like me and you, that would. No, no, no. See, obviously, so I'm not saying we all face the impacts in, in similar levels, right? I'm just saying that everybody will feel it in some way, shape, or form, either economically or whatnot. This idea that they think, and I'm saying they, I'm using my words very carefully, that the West and most of the West thinks they can insulate themselves from this, you know, with science and all of these things. I, this is one of the situations where I get a sense that 
we're going unless unless everybody decides to which I, I don't know how it's going to happen but we're going to be here for a very long while and yes africa will probably get the short end of the stick in multiple ways because this will always be a financial conversation as well but um you know no they won't go i, I don't i don't think they'll kind of like escape this like unscathed the way they're imagining it. like again like i said this is based on the purpose of trying to make it an african problem trying to sort of like close off their borders and close it off and just contain it per se within one particular continent, right? Based on the fact that they've been one, they're the ones that funded the vaccine research. They don't need to have, like, they, if they decide not to share it, like, it might be a war against humanity, but, you know, who else is going to call them to account? Other human beings, basically. I'm just saying, like, if, if this is the line they choose to toe, I don't know. I just have I just have a very funny feeling that like it, it's not going to go as everybody's kind of like planning or thinking. Um, so like the, like we are saying it as uh, you're saying it almost in terms of like assuredness, like like, like karma is going to hit. <laughs> is, is, that what, is that what you mean? I mean, no, 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 not 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 karma in the sense that I'm just saying like the science and the way because this is not a this is not an economic we're playing with economics and man controlled. This is something that nobody understands or nobody fully understands. And it's, it's, it's a living organism that is, you know, doing what it's going to do. And we know from data what happens when, like, yes, viruses mutate. And see, I, I, just think, I, I don't know. Okay, maybe, like you said, viruses can mutate and become, like, less potent and things like that. Maybe this is how this phase is Like out. I heard. Like you heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like you heard and like you said. But I'm just saying that this, this plan or this apparent plan or this hints that we're getting that they're trying to make it an african problem um i feel i get a sense that it will backfire not because of karma but just because of science basically and how all these health things play out is what i think my issue is that my issue with that is that oh, i don't think backfire of science is that so many things that science that has revealed how flawed the policies are i've been i've not managed to find it's a way to us mm. us on the ground Right, so easily. Right, and that's because, first of all, it it was clear that, again, you may disagree with me, but it was clear that all roads were leading to vaccines, and this is fair because the the vaccines do work. No, nobody saying they don't mm-hmm. work, but is that mm. the only thing that works? That's just my own question, and is that the only road? Why to are we go asking? Yeah, but why are we asking this question alone with with COVID? Like, because again, the other point is there. There are other things that we've had to vaccinate about. There wasn't this much pushback. So why why now? And I guess go back to the point that this was introduced in a political conversation. Um, so if you look at number of things things that have been vaccinated against, so like polio, for yellow example, fi- polio, yellow fever, all of these things, hepatitis B, blah blah blah. Yeah, but some other things. How do, I, how do I put it? Compositions of, of, of those viruses or those illnesses are different. Right. So I can't speak for, for why, you know, drugs could not be used for hepatitis. I don't, I don't know why. But for COVID, where, you know, we know that it causes what? Blood clots. We know that, we know, we know how it works, where it targets, targets the uh, spike protein, etc. Those, 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 structures to formation of the actual virus in your body right can be fixed through something else allegedly or scientifically i've i've given you an example of 
of hydroxychloroquine and, and, and that example but ba- so obviously the thing about science is that science is okay sorry no, sorry sorry yeah. sorry sorry not fixed not fixed yeah maintained fixed. like early treatment yeah. to reduce symptoms significantly yeah so 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 I guess the point is also like the thing about science is that science is always right until it's wrong, right? I think that's good. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. Science yeah. is right until it's wrong because science is not the truth. Science is always finding the truth. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Right. I, and, it's, I, and, and, and if science is wrong today, it means that we've learned. It doesn't yeah. mean science is bad. I guess right. nobody wants, people don't want to be the guinea pigs, basically. That's. What do you mean? No, but I'm saying like there's. Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka go on. Sorry. Bangladesh go on, on 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 drugs intervention when they had yeah. their, their spike lockdown. So this is not like guinea pigs. If one if one use the guinea pig analogy, bro, you can use that for me as well. Who who took two shots mm. of because because I'm also participating in vaccine <laughs> research right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we all are. I guess those are. I'm saying if if you're yeah. going by the, the logic of guinea pigs, yeah, 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 yeah. we are yeah. doing that too for this. Yeah. Right, because it's only until we've done it that we're finding out. Okay, what are the years, causes? Okay, years, it's, yeah. it's not so bad. No, I, no, I don't think there'll be any. There won't be long term. So long term effects, I don't think I think. I think any effect from what I've read, from what I've read, any effect you get from the shot has to be short term. Right. Mm. If you're good after like, if you're good after three months, you're probably good. For good. Right. But again, mm. factor for that. But I think there's no long term worry per yeah. se. My point is that yeah. the guinea pig idea is not a guinea pig idea because if somebody if 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 you get founder people and you have you have like more than fifty percent of them getting better over some some someone that's not placebo, then clearly and that's replicating itself in other regions, it's not a case of we'll see what it happened. It has already happened. Right? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, some part of it is called so honestly, like because I, I, I hear you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just referring you. to what you said in that I know, moment. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And what, what, I, what I also mean by the guinea pig thing is that, like, yes, for the, the things that we're measuring and what we're trying to target it against using the HCQ or the drug therapy and all of this works for again the management thing that we said, um, but only. Only we only know so much, basically, is what what I'm trying to say. Like, with with anything that we pick, honestly, and I guess you can make the argument for any other thing is that, like, it's solving the problem now. So actually, so 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 I think what is causing a lot of hesitation, and I could be wrong here, is that people are like, yeah, it might solve this now, but what other problems is it creating? And you've said the thing about if it doesn't affect you in the short term, then it's unlikely to affect you like longer term. Things like that. Why are you referring to vaccines or, or or alternative drugs? I guess both in the sense, because although alternative drugs have worked for similar things in the past, like, you know, they're still on set, like, no, we're not 100, I guess we're not 100 percent sure about a lot of things, but like I'm saying in this case, like what, what happens when maybe in maybe one, 12 months down the line or whatnot, everybody who was on that drug therapy thing or whatnot, like something we find yeah, out but something. Guess what? The yeah. drugs, the drugs are not new drugs. I know, I know, but the but the thing they are targeting, it's new. Like I'm just saying, like we we don't really know how these things interact. Is what people try to say. Is what I'm saying, right? 
it, it, it's just like the whole Johnson and Johnson, not not the vaccine, but the initial problem they had with the powder thing they were making and the the thing called, like nobody found out about whatever it was doing until ten years down the line, right or whatnot, where they know how to like say like they were sued for whatever they were sued yeah, but for. Bro, bro, yeah. that's different. If you're applying a powder to your skin compared to you you ingesting something as a pill that that digests through your system, whatever effects it's going to have. Any but you long-term know, effect has, but, to, but, has but, to be. But are there drugs okay. they've stopped? Are there drugs? Uh, are there drugs that were approved and people were taking for centuries or decades that have now been stopped? Oh yeah, of course. So why can't this be like? I, I'm just saying, there's a, there, you can't rule out the possibilities. Is what I'm saying. No, of <clears> oh, yeah. You, okay. Yeah. For the sake of <laughs> logic, yeah. you can't rule out the possibilities, yes. even if it's zero point zero zero one yeah. or one percent. Yeah. So I can't say no to that. <laughs> but the difference, what I'm saying is. If there is something that can prevent Why they not people from coming yeah. to hospital, yeah, right, and I want to save lives because that is annoying me. To, this, this, this sounds, but it's annoying me because if if I if 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 I'm a president or as a, or as a lawmaker or whatever, mm. if my aim is to prevent people from getting from dying, I will not. I will not that they die because there's not enough healthcare because they have too many comorbidities. Mm. Comorbidities, yeah. How can I make them better before they get to hospital mm. or when they get there or early mm. treatment? Mm. You can say that, okay, um, HCQ will give you headache. But bro, if it saves your life, if, if it saves two out of 20, that is something. Yeah. And that's different. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? You know, those... Um, I'm going to give you just, just two more things so, to add to the HCQ thing. Those, you know when our, our mothers send us, our parents send us, our mothers WhatsApp stories about yeah. you should gargle and stuff. Mm. Gargle salt water, right? Mm. Turns out, even though what it says gargle was, was rubbish information, turns mm. out there was a reason why that was being spread. Right? There's always some There's something called some of these things. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Good point. Even when, even, even when Trump said bleach, there was something in there that that yeah. he, he got told, I'm sure, but he just said nonsense of it. Yeah, right? yeah. But turns out there's something called povidone iodine. Mm. Right? And it's like, you can have like an oral nasal, like the congestion, right? Yeah. That reduces viral load. So for example, yeah. what, what they did in Bangladesh was if they go out, when they come back, they, they use it. Yeah. Right, and it may give you a matter of symptoms. Mm. So what did I do? I said, okay, let me check this out and see. Now it turns out that there's a point to it. So in paper by Saeed, no, Syed, S-Y-E-D, mm. NACV, Providon Iodine Solution as SARS-CoV-2 prophylaxis for procedures of the upper aerodigestive tract, mm. a theoretical framework. Conclusion. This approach to blasting your nose with these solutions, yeah. COVID and iodine, right, represents a low-cost, low-mobility mobility measure that may reduce the risks associated with aerosol-generated procedures. Mm. Okay, I, I can't read that word. That word is too complex. Mm-hmm. But let me find a better word to use. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. So can you see this diagram? For some, okay, obviously, actually, mm-hmm. people cannot see it. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> anyway, so it just says, COVID and iodine solution inactivates viruses including SARS-CoV-2. Mm. Topical PV, PVP-1, which is COVID-19, is used 
intra-op as a prophylactic treatment to upper aerodigestive er- er- tract. Mm. Institutions are focused on PPE. However, topical PVP-1 may reduce viral load of the upper aerodigestive tract. And it says that 15 mil mil 1% PVP-1 solution, switch and speed for 30 seconds. Post-induction, 1% PVP-1 solution to oral cavity, blah, 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 right? Mm. But again, I'm just giving one study that shows another, another thing that has been used in Bangladesh and different some other places, but we're not really yeah. spoken about. Again, another study for anyone who wants to check it out, Samantha Frank and others, providone iodine use in sinonasal and oral cavities, a review of safety in the COVID-19 era. Yeah. And they just found that it's been safely administered for up to four months in nasal cavity and six months in oral ca- cavity, right? And when you have a Concentration that is less than 2.5%. So one second. Yeah. So PVP1 is rapidly vir- virucidal and inactivates coronaviruses, including SARS CoV 2 and the MERS virus. And it can be safely used in nose at, at, at concentrations at up to 1.2.5% to and the mouth at up to 2.5% for up to five months. That's on that one, right? Yeah. And that one is bro. It's okay. It's okay. No, chat. it's okay. It's okay. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done. Like I'm really. I'm. I'm, I'm going out of this. So uh, let let us wrap this up because we're actually. I'm actually tired. Actually. Oh my god! Shall we release uh, this shit? I don't know if we release this because I. I feel like I've just gone on this mad. Yeah. I'm okay. I promise you. I promise you I'm not crazy, right? This this is not take. Again, I have good searching skills. I'm not trying to brag, but it's ha- it happens. But uh, point is that information rights is bifurcated and it is politicized. We're not giving everything, right? Number one. Number two, based on safety profile of these, of these vaccines, right? Which, which again affects maybe 1%, 2% thereabout. So not, very, not a lot. And, and the efficacy. Is it, is it transformative enough to make it a mandate? Question for you guys and for you, right? For me, also, what is the role of natural immunity? Mm. Well, yeah, obviously these are rhetorical questions or questions for thoughts yeah, uh, for, yeah. for folks. Um, what I'll say basically is, I guess the main, from my, my point of view, to be honest, and I'm not, I'm not like Wally in the sense that I don't, I don't dive into I don't dive into research papers and stuff, but but it's good. Like you know, I've learned a lot from from all of that. But I think even if you're not going to go as you know extreme, even though that's not exactly extreme, but if you're not going to do that, I think it's all about like just resisting your initial reaction, urge, or whatever to certain things, and just you know where a large percentage of us are are smart people and things like that, but. Sometimes, actually, based on the system one and system two thinking that we spoke about earlier, the laziness and not laziness in a bad word, but we just get this urge to just you know base things on our biases and just run with it, right? But yeah. it's not easy, bro. Yeah, I know that, that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not easy to not be yeah. lazy and do stuff. But I'm just saying that in the case where the least you can do sometimes though 
is not push what you are not sure of. Yes, and thank you very much. You understand? You understand? So it's like because I think one thing we tend to do, particularly on Twitter and places like that, maybe it's just the way the platform is designed. But a lot of people speak with so much authority on I stuff. See, thank you on very stu- much. On stuff they knows jack shit about. Thank right? you. You understand? Like, and maybe you can do what Wale hates by not hates, but what Wale spots out by by saying by clarifying things upfront, saying either it's my own opinion or it's like using keywords like seemingly or you know just those those words that cast doubt on your statements are actually quite helpful when you're talking about or just saying that you read it or you heard it yeah and it's not from your own brain conclusion that you've made because you have it's it's evidence (laughs) that it's only anecdotal yeah and that's a pro that's a problem because people run on this um anecdotes and just like cause wildfires with it and there's a lot of that going on in this day and age and i think you know just again i don't know just put up filters and just be very consistent i try your best because these are matters technically of life and death so if you're not going to be if you're not going to be considered about this what you what what you yeah honestly what you just said is the only reason why Mm. i would spend time reading about this kind of nonsense yeah Yeah. because life or death because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow right Mm. If, 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 even me that I'm saying all these things, I mean, I've not had COVID before yet, to my, to my knowledge, anyway. <laughs> yeah, be good, good caveat. <laughs> to my knowledge. Yeah. But who knows? Like, I could just get it tomorrow and be very, very sick, mm. you know, and then I, and this thing, I, I know some of this thing will help me. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But the point is, as I said before, and you made a very good point, right? That all of us participate in this thing. All of us do, my guy. Like, mm. When, when they're reporting all the news about the deaths in peak of lockdown, you know, by, by all of us, all our posting, we all contributed to different things. Mm. All those accounts that are just like, maybe like Glamour UK, mm. VOX, all these random accounts or like, you know, super, superhero girl, superhero mm. boy, whatever it is. And they post things and they say, study say this, study say that. Some are right, but some are also wrong. Mm. Right? But what you go with, mm. right? It's very, very important. And I know that, I think the issue also is that many of us live, life is so hard now that it's just so hard to take mm. autonomy over such tiny things. Mm. Similarly right? tiny. Yeah. Similarly tiny things. Like, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hustle Monday to Friday. Why, why should I be spending 30 minutes trying to look up whether this source is right or wrong? Mm. So, time attention are limited resources mm. right, that constrain us. And that's fair, mm. Right. But maybe that just means then, well, I'll, I'll limit my sources of information and inputs mm. to people who I can seemingly trust mm. or I find credible. Limit, yeah. limit that. And then yeah. that also then makes your, your inflow information feeds a lot to, lower and, yeah. and harder to manage. And that's a step. Yeah. And then that way, you don't, you don't have to do much more sense making. Absolutely. That. Because... The, the point of, the, the, yeah, yeah, go on. No, 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 I was going to say, because there's such a thing, I think there's a... There's a clear mind you get when you're only dealing with certain set of deliverables because you know there's such a thing as information overload when everybody's trying to bombard you with everything at once. When to be honest, there's like maybe if you think about it, there's like maybe five or six like core things that everything else is built off of that you can really just focus on those five things and make yeah, bro, like- very solid decisions based on them, right? So, um, guys, education is not what happens within the four walls of a school. It's what I probably just wrap all, all these things with. And we have, than, more than ever time before, 
we have access to these things. Like imagine if you were in a world where you didn't have access to the internet and all you had to do was open your TV and listen to what everybody's saying. Like we were in that world once, my guy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But not so <laughs> now that we're to think about yeah, it. It's about to think about it. You understand? So I'm like, with all this access that you have, why are you still defaulting? So I know again, it's not easy, it's it's difficult, it's all of these things. But again, when it comes to a matter of seemingly life and death, the least you can do for yourself is not put yourself quicker on one path towards the wrong direction. Also look at your own biases too. You know, Bro, do you align, exactly. do yeah. you align, do you align these issues to your sense of politics, your sense of ideology? As simple exactly. as that. Exactly. You know, because, those, yeah, those, go on, go on. If, if someone says, oh, I don't think about, oh, I don't think I, I want to get vaccinated, do you immediately think that this person is, is, is an illiterate? <laughs> and, and, and somebody thinks, says that, oh, I think we all should get vaccinated. Do you, do you think that they are automatically yeah. um, saviors of the world? Yeah. So we all have biases too. Even me as well. I have biases as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's not as if, but check them and see how they fit into these things. Yeah. And final, final thing. I know we've said final a lot of times, but it's the fact that you can actually tell from this conversation that me and Wally share, like, the points we agree on, but we we're also like on different sides of different things, but we've had a conversation yeah. about it. And exactly. And, and we've reached some kind of consensus and there are things, there are points that we agree on, even though we've processed them differently. And th- that's really just life. Like everything that's happening online, like nobody's ever going to be 100% on your side. But because someone is not 100% on your side, doesn't throw it away everything else that they represent. Like exactly. this is this is a clear situation of that, right? Well, is going to dive into research papers and do all of these things. <laughs> I don't care so much for that. And I've said that passive aggressively so many times in this conversation, but it is what it is. But I don't doubt, I don't doubt, I don't doubt this person that I'm speaking to in that sense. Like he's processed the information the way he's processed it. And maybe there's biases that I'm, you know, internalizing as well. Just my natural disposition to certain things to not care that deeply or to approach this from a different angle but again we've centered the conversation as we're wrapping up with this but anyways peace and joy to you guys stay safe out there you know um 30 december (laughs) and all of these things hey there thanks for listening to this off-season episode of the yellow pill we're still on a break but we'll be back in a couple of weeks with new and fresh and exciting content but before then make sure to follow us on instagram at the yellow pill pod and on twitter yellow pill underscore pod to keep up to date with everything else we're putting up until we come back hope you're enjoying the holidays we wish you all the love joy comfort peace gladness and all the good tidings see you next week